1: It is the Kendall and Casey Show, as the man said, 93 WIBC. I'm Rob. Kevin's here. Tony Kendall will be back at some point.
2: He's in the can. <laughs> Here's Tony Cannett right now. See what I did right there?
1: Hey Hey-oh. Jason Hammer in I guess this segment for uh K-
2: <laughs> KC. I'm the scab quarterback. Like remember in nineteen eighty seven when the NFL had yeah, the strike. Sure. And they brought in like scab players, mm-hmm. dudes who were like driving trucks and doing construction yep. playing quarterback. That's who I am right now.
1: There was a and I'm trying to think about how this worked. There was a prominent local person. I'm not going to say their name because I'm don't. i just doing this off the top of my head and I want to make sure I get it uh, completely right. But a prominent local person who used to uh, go around introducing themselves as someone who had played for the Colts. And I think it quickly dawned on me because you're, you're researching, you're researching, you're researching. This person had played as a replacement player for the Indianapolis Colts. And it's a that's slightly misleading, right? Because I mean I guess technically you did play for the Colts, but it's not like you really played in a legitimate, let's get the best players out there. But they played a real game though.
2: They did. Not like preseason crap. Those were real games. Yeah, I know, I know, and
1: I know the games counted, but does anybody think that those were the best that, the, that our country had to offer. Do I know who you're talking about? I think you probably do. I'll tell you off air because I, I, I want to get it exactly. It was a pretty pretty prominent person. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay, so uh, speaking of people who may exaggerate the truth, uh, the, pre- <laughs> the President of the United States, you know, he's a, he's never one to shy away from telling a, a whopper.
2: No, no, no. Last time I remember, Joe Biden has climbed up the Grand Canyon. Yep. He's went on long hikes with President Xi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to drive a truck. He used to ride in trains. There's uh, <laughs> a lot of things.
1: You know, the, remember uh, a couple years ago, Kim Jong-un was was putting out reportedly incredible feats that he had done cuz obviously there's no media in North Korea so nobody knows the difference like he had he had c- climbed some mountain and he was in his Gucci loafers and overcoat <laughs> he had supposedly shot 18 and 18
2: holes of golf
1: sure. all holes and ones Joe Biden is just short of Kim Jong Un because our media is the way it is It's almost like the North Korea media. Like, nobody calls him out on any of it.
2: The Chuck Norris memes, right? Like, Chuck Norris once knocked out three men while he was asleep. Like, that's kind of where we're at with Biden.
1: Uh, So, here is an audio clip of Biden explaining inflation. He's not saying I was going to fix the inflation, but he's telling you as though you don't already know every time you go anywhere what inflation is.
3: No, that's a fact. Uh, as my granddaughter should used to say, Google it. You know, I'm serious. We cut the federal deficit in half while doing all this.
1: Uh, that wasn't the clip we wanted. But anyway, he, uh, he went on about what inflation was, how it worked, and then you realized there's no answer to solve the inflation
2: so listen anytime you hear joe biden come out and say it's a fact bet your sweet backside <laughs> dollars to donuts that it's probably not a fact
1: oh uh, um <laughs> can you like think about what's going on in our society like you th- every time you think, we have reached a low point in terms of the people <laughs> who represent us. like Let's just take a look around the country, shall we? So we've got Joe Biden, the president of the United States, who now has said everything from his grandfather was an all-American football player, to he rode the Amtrak 10 million times, to uh, what was the most – oh, that he talked to the guy who invented insulin when, in fact – all the guys who invented
2: insulin were dead by 1978. We're very close to, I invented Post-its, <laughs> like from Romey and Michelle. Like, would you be shocked at the next big Biden speech? Me and my grandpappy, we invented Post-its. <laughs> and then you go to Pennsylvania.
1: And so Biden's the president. Like, he's one. Then you go to Pennsylvania, where the U.S. Senate candidate there starts with, hi, everybody, good night. (laughs) And he's, whether he's winning, losing, he's within a point or two of winning, and that race will probably be a point or two either way. And then we got, and we'll get to it a little bit later, the Republican candidate for Secretary of State here, who didn't participate in the debate, telling Tony Katz this morning, I didn't participate in the debate, which was aired on statewide television, because there was no debate. Like... Why do we keep electing these people? Isn't there Republican, Democrat, whatever? Isn't there part of us, whether it's Fetterman or Diego or Biden or Todd Young or whoever, where you just go,
2: enough? And why do the parties keep putting up zeros? Like why do they feel like they can get zeros across the finish line? Is it because they can? I mean, we did see that with Joe Biden. Joe Biden's a zero. He's lost his fastball a long time ago. He can't walk up the stairs to Air Force One. He can't ride a bike. He can't speak without saying something embarrassing. But they thought they could get him over the finish line compared to the rest of the zeros that were in that group, and they were right. Yeah, Absolutely. They so get- is this more of a political problem, or is this an us problem as voters? Well,
1: they get rewarded for bad behavior, and this is is why, you know, and again, I know people are like, dude, we know what your opinion about Diego is. We know what your opinion about Todd Young is. Look, after after next Tuesday, it goes away, right? We're done with it. You've got to send a message now. And even if, look, those two guys, Young and Diego are probably going to win, but your vote can actually count if you protest because they're going to win anyway. So what difference does it make? If Todd Young wins 50-40-10 versus Todd Young wins 49-40-11, don't you feel better about yourself Same thing with Diego, by actually making your vote. I'm so sick of terrible people. I'm so sick of terrible candidates. I'm so sick of people who you would not hire to run your local rallies getting to make decisions for 7 million
2: people. But the thing is, these are the candidates that are willing to do it. Because the political animal in this country has come down to... You're going to have your family destroyed. You're going to have every single email, every single tweet, every single text, every ex-girlfriend, people making up lies about you coming out. Are you willing to do all that for something that's not guaranteed? Right, You're not guaranteed to win. So somebody in one of these races is going to lose. They've had all their family dirt dug up, and for what? Yes, you can probably weasel some money from the party. They'll find ways to get you some cash. You can make some money on the speaking tour. But man, nobody that has any sort of good feeling about themselves wants to run anymore. Honestly, I kind of feel like this is why you're not going to see people like Mitch Daniels throwing their hat in the ring, because why do they want to have everybody digging through their trash anymore? Not everybody wants that.
1: It's getting on Casey's show. I'm uh, Rob Hammer this segment uh, yes. with this. I-, I love that we just get hosts that are like, hey man, I'll be back in like 20 minutes. Can you handle this?
2: <laughs> it was chili burrito day this morning, and I'm not sure I'm going to be back.
1: I guess. Okay, great hammers, and Kevin's here. What a play a clip uh, from rick santorum
2: rick santorum former senator from pennsylvania who looks just like the dentist and rudolph the red-nosed reindeer he looks like hermy <laughs> you put a side by side up kevin knows what i'm talking about it's a crazy <laughs> reference though, of rick it. santorum and hermy <laughs> i want to be a dentist they're the same <laughs> dude they are the same guy can we just stop the show now I think it was George Costanza said, "Leave on a high note."
1: I feel like that's our high note for the day. Anyway, this is—he obviously was talking about uh, Trump's impact on the Republican Party and the party in Pennsylvania. And I thought this was an interesting take of how Trump has changed the Republican Party.
3: I think what Trump has done has uh, really brought that message—not just him. I think people get sometimes confused that it's Trump that people are supporting. If Trump had been a moderate to liberal Republican who wasn't out there fighting for working people and standing up against the woke mob and against the media, a media that is corrupt, he wouldn't have gotten those votes either. He's brought together through just breaking through the mainstream media barriers that have been put up to conservative candidates in the past. He's broken through that and finally reached people uh, who knew they weren't Democrats anymore but didn't think the Republican Party cared about them. Well, Donald Trump showed that the party does, and what you are seeing is a lot of MAGA Republicans, a lot of Republicans following suit and and, and subscribing to the policies that, that Trump articulated. and. I think that's what's made the difference. Look, (laughs) every candidate running in Pennsylvania is running under the banner of working blue-collar conservatism, not— Okay, uh, you uh, got to shut up because I
1: can't. I never knew that until—now I'm never going to be able to
2: unhear that. He was minutes away from singing, Why Am I Such a Misfit?
1: I can't believe that never dawned on me until just now. Same guy. I'm never going to be able to unhear that. Every time now I see or hear him, that's what I'm going to think
2: After of. After that interview, he hooked up with uh, old Chris Kringle, and they rescued everybody from the island of misfit toys. Silver and gold. Nobody wants to play with a Charlie <laughs> in the box. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> the Casey show. Working on
3: nightmares. Trying to lose. It's the Kendall and Casey
2: show.
1: I'm Rob. Hammer's back for another segment.
2: I'm Casey. <laughs> I've been out for a couple of days. I've been working out.
1: What why is it always well, I guess you have this with your show too. I was trying to at night with WIBC remember all the people that I've had to work with this year. Like I mean, there was you, your wife, Nigel, Tony Kennett, Ethan, Abdul, April, April Brad. I mean, like I got I think I got to nine or ten, and I'm sure I missed someone. I think and then Kenneth, and we love Kenneth, but he's just like, yeah, I got to take a call. Can you fill in for me? <laughs> <laughs> this is only the most powerful media outlet in the state. <laughs>
2: Well, sure. But next man up. So, the, Oh, Hammer's here. We can always count on him being here. He'll slide in here. The, Hammer would never beat up his landlord. The best man. The better, better man. man. <laughs> uh, so
1: last segment, I thought this was interesting. Last segment, we had talked about how and why good people don't get into politics. And you had made a great point. And I found this all the time. Like This is something I struggled with. One of the things that I wanted to do when I was elected is I said on these various boards and commissions, let's get younger, newer Different people involved because it's always the same ten people that apply. Right. And what I found, and I, re- I remember this. So this is a great example. There was a very prominent, affluent business owner who I thought this guy's going to be phenomenal on a board and commission. And I begged him, and begged him, and begged him. And he said, "Man, I don't want to do it. I don't want to get in the middle of this." I said, no, it'll be fine, man. I'll, you know, we'll be up there. We got great ideas. We're going to do this. Boom. So finally, begrudgingly, he says, "Okay, I'll do it." And about halfway into his one-year term on this board, he's got to vote on stuff which involves funding infrastructure. And the money that we were using for the infrastructure, of course, we're not raising taxes, is we're going to reprioritize that money from other places living within our means. And when he does that, the people who were getting the handout and the freebie are mad they're not getting the handout and the freebie. And they're coming in there and threatening, we're going to boycott your business, we're going to this, we're going to that. And he's just like, dude, I thought you said... And I'm looking at him going, but you're doing the right thing. Yeah, but I'm losing a gajillion dollars over here. So you're you're so right about that, that that's why good people don't go into this because
2: they don't want to deal with the crap. Right. There's so much crap. And the higher the race you go, the deeper the yeah. mud pit really is.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's like for me, because while I owned a business, I didn't own a business that it's like, well, if there's no foot traffic, I go out of business and we got thick skin anyway. Right. Don't threaten us with a good time. It's why we read the hate mail, right? Don't threaten us with a good time. A regular person who is not trained in this, who hasn't been around it, who is used to working hard and then going home to their family hears and looks at this stuff and goes, man, that is that is not for me, because maybe I did do something embarrassing when I was 19 years old, and it has nothing to do with who I am as an adult now, but I don't want it to ruin my life.
2: Next time any one of us have a conversation with uh, Dr. Laura Wilson, friend of the show yes. from University of Indianapolis. Who moderated the debate that Diego Morales did not happen. <laughs> right. Um, i would be curious to ask her at what point in the teaching process, because she's a professor of political science, do you teach these kids who are interested in pursuing public office the concept of thick skin? Right. Because my oldest son is thinking about getting into this line of work and I've already, you know, taught him, hey, you put your name in this thing, then it's the wild, wild west. It's on. They're going to come after you. They're going to come after everything you stand for. They're going to make fun of your mom, your dad, your brother. I mean, it's going to happen. It's ridiculous. You have to teach people that. But I think if you start them younger, they kind of grasp it a little bit more. Because there's a lot of people that think, oh, wow, I've been a successful guy. I've got this great business. People tell me I should run. And it's a culture shock when somebody's coming out of the woodwork saying, you sexually harassed me 13 years ago
1: Right. No, you're, you're absolutely correct, and you got to know how to respond to it. You got to know how to deal with it, and so I, I say all this because you know friend of the show, Micah Beckwith, he is a lightning rod for hatred, and it blows my mind because <laughs> he's
2: like the most spiritual, yes, nicest guy.
1: Yeah, and people just these, and and it is a reminder, and social media is a reminder too that there are lunatics amongst us. Right. So- social media allows us to see, and I've uh, we, you and I've talked about this for years. Have these people always been here? and we just didn't notice it because there was no social media or have they just become more, more prevalent or more seen because of social media. And, I'm going to play you this clip of this woman. She's on TikTok. So keep in mind, Micah can't, you know, he's he's on the library board. That's as high as his government service goes. Right. He's not, an, you know, an elected official. He's, he's not, not running a, for Senate. He's not. He's just a guy on a library board who preaches at a church. And listen to this woman's, we've played this woman before, but she's back again. And this is a prime example of why most good people won't go in because they don't want to deal with lunatics like this. This is a real person in Hamilton County. Go.
4: Sometimes I literally feel like I'm in the twilight zone A few weeks ago in my local mom's group Somebody had been posting that they were looking for a church A local church to go to And of course everybody was putting their suggestions And what do I see? Somebody is saying, come to Light church Micah Beckwith is our pastor And God is on the move and literally no one no other person who was suggesting churches was talking about who the pastor was so it's just so concerning because he is just trying so hard to get his name to be recognizable and that is the thing that people that brings people into this church like they're like making this person a celebrity he's But the most concerning thing is is that this person claims to be so Christian and so close to God. And so all of this stuff, and yet he goes to the state house and he's harassing people, my friends, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can give you guys any kind of first count, uh, experiences with this person. He was literally going around blowing kisses to women as we were fighting for our rights and to be heard. And he's mm, (laughs) blowing kisses to us. Like how Degrading, dude. You're a pastor. (laughs) And then, as I'm just scrolling on my Facebook feed, I see average women and moms being like, "Come here," because he's our pastor, and it's so great. And it's like, (sighs) like they don't even know. I don't even think that they're aware. Oh, she's still talking. The stuff that he does. Stop talking. Like going to the state house and blowing kisses to women. To Get under their skin to harass them. It's just like so discouraging. Like I feel like if I went oh into the church, God, and how much shut of like this a woman celebrity up. this guy was like trying to make himself like I would be like, mm, this is probably not the church for me.
2: <laughs> okay, and, uh, and how- she keeps going on and on and on and on. Why do you hate me? <laughs> Like, I come in here after, you know, Tony Kennett bails on you. He can't even spend a full show with you. You disgust him so much he leaves. You're my friend. I come in here, I sit down, and you reward me with that lunatic. I literally feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Let's start with that because you literally don't know what the Twilight Zone's like because nobody's been to the Twilight Zone. I'm so tired of people not using the word literally right. There's a commercial that airs on this radio station. I will literally pick your house up. No, you're not! You're not going to literally pick the house up and you literally don't know what it's like to be in the twilight zone and stop talking with the upward inflection where everything sounds like a question because you sound like a moron. I'm blowing my kiss to you now. I was going to
1: explain why he blew the kiss, but uh, I think you just go out on a high note. That's pretty much awesome. And uh, everybody check out Hammer and Nigel this afternoon, 3 to 7 p.m. Top stories of the day. 93
2: WIBC. Kendall and Casey show. <laughs>
1: A story in the news that's a turkey shortage. By the way, 93 WIBC, it's Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Hammers in. Again. Hey, how you doing? Okay, we love Kenneth. And he's a brilliant guy, and he would by far win an IQ contest with either one of us put together. But, you know, when you agree to sub on the show, because the show has been 9 to
2: noon for two, two almost two years now. And it's very successful. Yes. It's not like nobody listens to this thing and, oh, I forgot it was even on. It's very successful. This he, station is successful. He's been numerous times a sub on the show before. At 11 o'clock, he's like,
1: oh, this show goes until noon? well, there's a template that was sent over
5: to you the night before that has the 12... Oh, here he is! (laughs) I'm not going to stand here in the lobby and listen to this slander from Robert Allison Kendall. I love that the fact... Ridiculous. He's supposed to be on a work meeting, and yet he's not even paying attention to his work meeting. Now he's listening to us. I will not stand for these kind of shenanigans. Hammer back me up here.
2: (laughs) I think we need to have the work meeting on the show. That's what I think. Like, usually when Tony's speaking, somebody's yelling at him on the other side, so that needs to be on the air.
1: He's like, yeah, I gotta be pretending like I'm paying attention to this group call I'm supposed to be on. So, uh, but anyway, this is why you're in this hour because apparently he's on some sort of work call. Uh, Kevin's Kevin's here, but we saw a thing that said turkey shortage, and it ties into an article I actually had in the template, which was many people are saying because of the cost of turkey, they're gonna go with of all things pizza this year for Thanksgiving. You, you, I know you love a good pizza, but you would never do pizza for Thanksgiving, would you?
2: No. Now I've seen like people doing that friends giving thing, mm-hmm. like if you get pizza or something like yep. that, because that's not actually on Thanksgiving. That's yep. like a couple days or maybe even a week before you get your friends together and you have some fun and some drinks and that's it. But actual Thanksgiving dinner with pizza, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now
1: speaking of Thanksgiving, and Kevin, you can weigh in on this because you are still a man who is single and and still has an opportunity to partake in this. Hammer, you will, I think, agree with this. There were two great drinking days of the year. Now, I don't think you really got to participate in the second one because you were married by then. But in terms of going out and drinking, the two greatest drinking days of the year were the night before Thanksgiving and daylight savings time when the clock goes back because you get an (laughs) extra hour of drinking. Yes, Kevin.
3: Don't they call the night before Thanksgiving
2: uh, Blackout Wednesday? (laughs) Yep. Back when I was a club DJ and I was doing that kind of stuff, man, it was one of the rowdier nights of the year. It was. Oh, yeah. Um, And what was fun when you were younger is that if you went away to college, Mm -hmm. you came back, it was a hodgepodge of your college friends and your high school friends, and everybody kind of got together. Sometimes it was awkward, sometimes it was just more of the merrier.
1: Yeah. um, The two greatest drinking days of the year were the night before Thanksgiving and the daylight savings time when you would roll the hour back because it was an extra hour of drinking and you would always forget like you would always forget oh my gosh we get an extra hour you knew when you went out but by that point by 2 a.m you had drank so much you had forgotten that and then it
2: was 1 a.m and kevin you're gonna get to this level one day where i'm at right now where there'll be a moment you won't see it coming but there'll be a moment where it went from an extra hour of drinking to an extra hour of sleep. Yeah. That that crossover is coming, my friend.
1: Yeah, it was there was just it was like something magical had come upon you and for me it was usually sitting over a long island at Kilroys where I realized I have another hour to try another one of these 30 delicious flavors of long island and that's not a good choice for my health but it is a choice that i feel compelled to make because there is a reason we're getting this extra hour of drinking
2: or if you were like me you could say all right i haven't hooked up with anybody all night long the clock is ticking they put like an extra second on the clock here right? It's the sports equivalent of they're going to put one untimed (laughs) down on the clock. This is your Hail Mary hour. Go take that woman from Southport home right now. Now,
1: for me in Broad Ripple, the Thanksgiving drinking night, the night before Thanksgiving, the issue I had with it is there's all these people, because this is my space, right? Like You made a decision to go to IU. You made a decision to go to Purdue. You made a decision to go wherever. Great. You got the college, go away college experience. The trade-off on that was that then basically during the school year, other than Butler, you know, UND people, whatever, the broad ripple Indianapolis area was mine. And now all you people who are getting the college experience that I'm not getting are invading my territory. You're in my territory. There should not be this many people in the bars that I visit and I should not have to wait this long to get a drink.
2: So if I understand this correctly, you're upset that there are more hot chicks in the bar.
1: I never thought of it that way, which is maybe why I'm sitting here with you today.
2: <laughs> I can't believe I get to have to wait for a drink with all of these hot 21 year old chicks here in the bar. How dare you? Out of my way, peasant! <laughs> I will say, though, that night before Thanksgiving and even New Year's Eve, and to an extent, St. Patrick's Day, and Nigel will back me up on this, us veteran drinkers, we call that amateur yeah, hour. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because a lot of people go crazy those nights, and they don't know how to hold their booze, and people are out driving that probably shouldn't be, and it's amateur hour.
1: Oh, here, here it is, and I knew it was coming, a letter from Matt Hiblin, and it's just like clockwork when we talk about daylight savings time. Here it is. You Ready? And I wish we'd have known this because Matt Hibblen had one of the all-time great rants about Daylight Savings Time. I'll tell you what, I'm going to read this, and then when we come back, I think maybe we'll play the Matt Hibblen rant. Oh, on, you have it? Oh, yeah, it's in, the, it's in the chick's folder somewhere. We'll try to find it. Here, here's what he wrote. This is our boss. He's, he's a, you know essentially the de facto in charge of the radio station. Time is time. There is no extra hour. You're getting back the hour you took away from yourself earlier in the year. (laughs) That's like saying the government gave you money When you get your taxes back, (laughs) you guys are giving me chest pains. There are 24 hours in a day, no matter what the duck you do with your clock. And he didn't say duck.
2: Well, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Because coming up on Saturday and a Sunday, there's more than 24 hours, right? You're gaining an hour, right? But I
1: think he's saying you lose it at a later
2: point in the year. Okay, I'll hear that argument, but don't tell me that there's not more than 24 hours in a day because coming up this weekend, there factually is. (sighs) <sighs> we gotta
1: find this rant. Okay, we'll take
2: a break. It's one of the greatest <laughs> pieces of radio you've ever
1: heard. I know it's somewhere in the in the folder here. We'll try to find it, and if not, we'll just tell you how awful Diego Morales is. One of the two <laughs> things will happen when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey show on ninety three WIBC.
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqal and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: We're going to find that rant by Matt Hiblin from years ago on the chicks on the right. You remember them, the two women?
2: Yeah, they both um, used to work here, yeah. but like it's kind of like a primetime series. There was a season finale where you killed off both of them. <laughs> it was like the Who Shot JR? One year, you got rid of uh, Daisy. <laughs> Next year, you got rid of Mock. Well, I said, I said this when
1: I came out with the night at WIBC, that my radio career is much like my dating career in the sense of it goes really well for about a year, maybe a year and a half. And then at some point, with the dating and with the radio, they realize, wow, that's not an act. It's kind of cool in the beginning. He's really like that.
2: Right. You're kind of becoming the Taylor Swift of radio. (laughs) Like, Taylor Swift will come out with all these songs about how guys have done her dirty. Well, after a while, maybe you got to look in the mirror and say, chick, maybe it's you.
1: Yeah. And not only—and this is true with the dating and also with the radio— Do they leave? They get as far away from me as possible. Like Daisy went all the way to Texas. Right. Mock is moving to the Atlantic
5: Ocean. Correct. Um, Aren't you moving underground at this point? Well,
1: I'm a pretty talented guy, and my ratings are really good, but there must be something about <laughs> Kendall, the working man. with me, which is why I think David made a great move, our boss David Wood, when he hired Casey, because she'd never done talk radio before, so she has no idea what to expect. Like To right. her, this is normal behavior.
2: Right, and then we try to tell her, what you have to put up with is not fair and not normal.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> poor Rob. She just, doesn't know any uh... different. Yes, Hammer's here, Tony Kennett's here, Casey will be back tomorrow. Oh, Tony's
2: back now. <laughs> oh, well. Thank you. so much for coming back to the show you were supposed to be working on, Tonus. We appreciate you sacrificing your time. Oh, I really appreciate your, you know, taking
5: the few minutes I stepped out to take a work call to lambast me on the air. You'll be hearing from my lawyers this afternoon, (laughs) Jason Hammer.
1: And you're going to be on his show later today, right? Yeah,
5: that's right. I'm just going to take a work call during that too. Why not? (laughs) Um,
1: So I think we could agree the highlight, or in this case, the low light of the day was Diego Morales' appearance on Tony Katz this morning.
2: Now, I have not heard this audio yet. Would you like to hear it? I would love to. Okay,
5: so we all knew that- Rob t- was hoping you would say yes more than yeah, yeah, we, he, like, we were going to hear it his was You will clutched.
1: like it. <laughs> uh, we all knew he was going to get asked why you are such a coward and would not appear on a debate stage with Jeff Moore, the Libertarian. <laughs> were those
2: Tony's words? Uh, well, those
1: were my words. I don't think Tony okay. was going to- or, or, uh, Tony did not word it quite like that. But it's like, you know- this is a hot-button topic that people want to talk about, which is, why are you refusing to debate your opponents? I mean, say what you want about Todd Young. He got up on a stage and gave terrible answers with Cineac and, and McDermott, but he at least was there and he gave the answers and you would say what you want about his thoughts, but he's a man. He stood up there and he he did the debate. In the case of Diego, you have refused to do that, yet you're spending exorbitant amounts of money to be on this radio station and other media outlets to pay to get your message out when you were offered the ability to get that message out for free. That doesn't make sense to anyone. So he was asked about why you didn't appear on a debate stage. And his answer, Hammer, did you know there was not a debate? It never happened, which is weird because I watched it. He watched it being Tony. I think you watched it. Dr. Laura was on your show, who was the moderator after she had moderated, so she I talked to her
2: just two days ago about that.
1: So it's an odd approach to say, I didn't do it because it didn't happen, but that's what he said over and over and over again. Go. Of course, a lot was made of the fact
6: that a debate was offered up and you declined uh, to, to attend. What was the decision about not attending a debate? Do you feel it hurts you in, in, in this election?
7: You know, first of all, as far as I know, there, there, has, uh, there hasn't been a debate uh, for Secretary of State. There There isn't a debate for state treasurer, for state auditors. Uh, you know, no one is talking about this. Uh, I see debates... Uh, for governor, for U.S. Senate, or for Congress. In fact, you know, uh, my uh, colleagues uh, running in the 7th and 1st Congressional District, they're asking uh, Congressman Marvan and Congressman Carson. They're not even giving them a debate. So to me, the double standard that the media is asking for this. But I think uh, but the I-
6: question would still apply to Frank Mervan in the 1st and to Andre Carson in the 7th. Uh, Mervan will not debate Jennifer Ruth Green, you're That's saying. And point, of course we way. know that Andre Carson will not debate Uh, Angela Gabrovsky, in the second, I'm asking specifically uh, about yours, that there was indeed a debate. Did you not consider that debate to be legitimate?
7: Absolutely, because since day one, I am a grassroots guy, and I've been crisscrossing the 92 counties, talking to voters' face. Face to face, one on one, listening to them, uh, listening from their concerns, and it's always been my campaign. You know, before the convention, I put 150,000 miles in my car, earning every. Uh, you know, support, and after the convention to now, I already have over thirty thousand miles, crisscrossing all ninety-two counties. I'm a grassroots guy, and that's what I want to be. Uh, people can see me at parades, at festivals, uh, in public <laughs> yes, events, at uh, festivals. at the in, at the Indiana Black Expo, at the Indiana Latino Expo. Uh, I've been out there day in, day out, seven days a week, and that's who I am, and that's what I'm. This just to really so so You didn't feel fall that, right that, the that skipping the debate,
6: and they're they well, Baker, more. Be clear, uh, You didn't feel that that had any negative uh, uh, effect on you. You, did you. Did you not feel you were going to be able to speak ladder. your piece? Did you feel that you weren't going to be able to engage? Did you feel simply it wasn't worth it?
7: No, absolutely not. I believe I made the right choice to crisscross the 92 counties and <laughs> uh, talking to pushers directly face to face. So I'm very happy. Uh, and, you know, I'm continue to do this and I'm going to continue to do that In 6 p.m. this Tuesday, talking to voters one on one face to face. So I'm I'm very, very happy with uh, what I've been doing because I'm a grassroots person.
2: So, Rob, remember that scene in the movie Private Parts, the Howard Stern movie, where they bring in a new news guy, yeah. and he's very proud of his summer stock. Summer stock, yes. We can tell you're very proud of your summer stock. I think
1: you later worked with him on TV at one point.
2: Stop it. <laughs> I believe Diego's very proud of (laughs) visiting 92 counties. Yes,
1: I think absolutely, 100%. Um, That,
2: you could just tell, they told him here on a few note cards, stick to these phrases. 92 counties, you're grassroots, you drive a lot. Like, this is some 23, 24-year-old campaign worm who hasn't accomplished anything, who's bad at their job, telling him, just stick to this and you'll be fine. And that was a disaster. That was a total train wreck. That was the first time I'd heard it. Because I heard you guys talking about it when I was driving in today. I missed it this morning. That's the first time I've heard that audio, and that's a disaster. You are handing... Destiny Wells this race by saying stupid crap like that. And he didn't have to. That's the catch to me. That's what really pulls me out of this entire thing. All he had to do
5: was show up on stage, pick the one thing that Destiny Wells has been a nutcase on, which is abortion. She has been a nutcase on it. Lunatic. He just has to pull out the rubber chicken, and no matter what question he's asked, all he has to do is beat her with that rubber chicken over and over. Just smack her with it. Whole debate. That's all he has to do. Did he do that? No. Instead, you can see him at parades. You can see him at festivals.
2: It's like, what the fuck? What? And I get the fact that Diego's probably not the guy that's going to think quick off the top of his head, okay? Right. Maybe that's not his thing. But again, the campaign worms that work with this guy, these zeros, you have to get him better prepared for that. I mean, nobody thought... To say, hey, what are you going to say if they ask you this? And the answer is, there was no debate? That's what you're going with? I mean, I could make up crap right now off the top of my head. You did it earlier, Tony. That's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it works (laughs) out for (laughs) you. I'm not going to debate somebody who's not a serious person. I'm not going to do this because she's wasting everybody's time. I didn't want to waste people's time. I'm about that business and not about the talk. That's all you got to say.
1: And and it, it comes back to everything with this guy is sketchy. So when you hear... He was fired from Todd Rokita's office when he worked for the Secretary of State. What's he say? Nah, No, nah nah, 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 Rokita supports me and endorses me. Okay, but we want to know about why were you fired from the Secretary of State's office? Nah, 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 Rokita endorses me. Why were you about to be fired by Charlie White before you quit? No, nah nah, 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 nah,
5: See, this is why I would make a good candidate. I have no third rails. I have no skeletons in the closet. Ask me whatever you want, and I will give you an answer. It may not be an answer you like. It may be an answer that sh- makes you you know not want to vote for me. But... I'm not going to refuse to answer any question, because that's why he gets called cowardly on Twitter. He looks blankly into the camera. He looks blankly into the microphone. He gives you that used car salesman smile, and then repeats himself about how many counties were in the state of Indiana. Whoop-de-doo. You you passed seventh grade geography.
2: I'm not (laughs) impressed. And you know what? I don't know the dude personally. I've never met the dude. I don't know if he's sketchy. I don't know whatever. But the people that are supposed to get this dude groomed and ready are bad. And what you're seeing more and more, not just this election, but previous elections, and Rob, you can attest to this, the people that are in charge of these campaigns are melvins these are zeros these are people that would not be qualified running a concession stand at a high school basketball game and they're in charge of these candidates and a lot of them are zeros
1: and you got to ask and again it comes back to you've got to ask yourself because there is a totally viable i know you you and you point this out and it's rightfully so a lot of times libertarians are dungeon and dragon players and booger eaters i get it (laughs) but in the case of jeff moore He's as He is the best candidate the Libertarians have ever run for statewide office. You would put him – if you put him in a Republican – if he was the Republican nominee right now, nobody would think a thing about it. So you – You don't have that excuse in this case to say, well, yeah, but the libertarian's a weirdo. So you've got to ask yourself, when you vote in the Secretary of State's race, do you think so little of yourself to vote for a guy who thinks so little of you that we know he's lying about a bunch of other stuff, but right here he just did it right in front of your face? There was no debate.
2: What do you mean there was no debate? These are not the droids you're looking for. (laughs) We've (laughs) always been at war with Eurasia. The (laughs) Ministry of Truth, I have a new person to hire. Uh.
5: (laughs) Seriously, guys, this is why you vote in the primaries. This is why you vote in the primaries. But, but you, but in this case, you can't unless you're a delegate. you got to run for delegate.
1: This is the fault of the Republican Party. This is the fault of the Republican yep, delegates. Absolutely. There was a perfectly good nominee and choice. You don't have to, because the, the excuse is, well, we didn't want Holly Sullivan because that was Holcomb's person. Great, agree. David Shelton is a current county clerk. He actually runs elections. He's actually won awards for catching voter fraud. He was also running at this convention, and you guys wouldn't give him the time of day. So you don't get to stand on the high horse of, well, we had to get Holly. Sullivan out of there. I agree. You chose Diego because he was associated with Pence and Sodrel and Rokita, right. and you liked the BS he was shoveling down your throat because he stood at these Lincoln Day dinners and handed you a plate and said, please vote for me. You own this. Oh, this guy did, is a pathological he, liar. He did
5: hand me a, a plate at a Lincoln Day dinner. That's where I first met him.
2: And since and we're ripping on people, Ryan Meir sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> since, since Kenneth didn't do his job this hour, I'll let you tease your show again since you had to do most of the hour. <laughs> Well, Tony Kennett will join us later on <laughs> at the biggest stories of the day. Hey, great job, everybody. Thanks, Hammer. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Kevin. Casey's back tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.